may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, dee-ba-da-pow. And welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tanya. And once again, we are missing an alley today, but we have Stunt Alley here. Say hello, Sean. Hello, I am Stunt Alley. Yay! Yay! So today, we are here to continue our little series of Fritz Lang films <laughs> with Ministry of Fear. Dun-dun-dun. All right, so what do we know about Ministry of Fear? Um, it's not related to the George Orwellian uh, Ministry of Peace or Love that I was referencing last episode. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> it's directed by Fritz Lang. Okay, all right, that's good. That's all I know. Awesome, awesome. Um, um, we're watching it on VHS. <laughs> actually, I've got the VHS as a backup. I oh. think I've actually got a found a digital copy <gasps> online Yay! that is not official, but uh, we'll we'll try it there first because the image will probably be clearer. But yes, dear listeners, I found a rental copy on VHS, Video Universe, Video Universe Best. for your Video Universe needs. Yes. So, um, I also have not seen the film before, guys. <gasps> Woohoo! But I do know it stars Ray Milland. I should well, know that's that on name. The cover. Ray, yeah, it is. But <laughs> I, I already knew that part. I, the, the VHS is far away from me. I and it, there's glare on it. I can I know it has. She's Ray not Milland cheating. Down. And Marjorie Reynolds. Marjorie Reynolds. Um, and I believe Miklos Rosa wrote the score. Ah, ah. we'll see if I'm right. But it's um. It's a movie that Fritz Lang made after he came to America. It was made in 1944. And um, I've never seen it because it's uh, historically been a little hard to come by. Mm -hmm. um, it usually does not show up on the streaming channels, not even on Hulu, which uh, uh, Criterion has most of their collection on right now. But uh, Criterion did put out a disc of it a few years ago, so... It is available. It's Somewhere. Just, you have to actually yeah. probably find a... Uh, either a physical copy of it or do what I did and search YouTube. Well, it is on Amazon for purchase. Yes. Like the physical DVD. Oh, yes, absolutely. So mm -hmm. there, there's always that if you're in dire straits. Right, right. But I've always heard it's a it's a great movie. It's just been hard for me to get a hold of. So um, I've never seen it myself. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm going to be interested to see how much war propaganda there is in it. Yeah, because be this will be because especially what we know about Fritz Lang and his feeling for the Germans. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Forty four was high propaganda for the U.S. So yeah, and uh, uh, dear listeners, besides uh, Testament of Doctor Mabusa, I forgot to mention this. Uh, we have watched Fritz Lang before in the podcast for Real Education Noir because he did The Big Heat. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, I love The Big Heat. The Big Heat was great, right? Oh. And um, which was 1953. So that this is a good 10 years before interesting. the big heat. So this will be interesting to put that in context. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. So dear listeners, we're going to go watch the movie and you should too. And we will be back right after our little brief musical break. Woohoo! talk about it. Bye-bye. Bye. So what do we think? Cake? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that just slew the room. That was awesome. The number so of awesome. cake jokes that we were making through half this movie. Oh, the cake is a lie. The cake was a lie. But well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't. There was a cake. There was a cake. There actually was a cake. And presumably edible. Well, except for the one part. Except for the one part oh, that, that... was, that was yeah. ancillary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, it wasn't film made of cellulose. No, you don't want to eat that. <laughs> oh, like the explosive stuff? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, probably yeah, you, not. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Anyway, so... <laughs> cake! Cake! <laughs> so, I thoroughly enjoyed it. How about you guys? Oh, that was a romp! <laughs> not? Well, I mean, 
I was, really, yes. I really did enjoy it. Okay, awesome. I, awesome. I don't think calling a, a Hitchcockian thriller it, uh, a romp is quite appropriate. Well, it kind of is. I mean, that's kind of the mold that he was that's making That's true, but I, I guess I've never... Th- I think of a romp as like... Um, some like it hot or uh, or well it went that direction in the land well, yeah and that's what i'm saying the last two minutes or whatever when they're oh, driving no, in the, the car the, the last 30 seconds yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that made it a romp <laughs> that made it a romp well it's it's very much in the vein of hitchcock's um earlier thrillers like uh the 39 steps yes. especially oh. which is like half adventure and a little bit of spy yes <laughs> lots of guns yeah. lots of Lots of guns in the dark, which was really cool. Fritz Lang really loves the muzzle flashes. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I've never seen... I mean, it it could be... I just haven't seen the right movies. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've never seen another director of this era really use muzzle flashes quite yeah. in that way. Because we saw it in uh, Testament of Dr. Mabuza as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, Sean, what did yeah, you think? Really coming out of a, a dark room mm-hmm. uh, is where they, they really, like... Doing it, you know, fading completely to black and then having having the muzzle flash go up. Like a strobe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, overall I liked it, although the uh, it, it did go in a somewhat different direction than I thought it was going. There was much more of a psychological aspect of whether or not he was going insane, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or whether there was anyone that he could trust. And then you kind of find out what direction it's going. Yeah, I kind of like that... That angle made him the unreliable narrator to other people in the story, but I'm, I'm kind of sad that it wasn't pushed in a little further direction. Where, like, really is is he seeing all this? I mean, like or? the cop really ended up believing him. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, if you think of something like, um, I'm sure it's a Jimmy Stewart that I'm going to get the name wrong, but I think it might be the man that knew too much. Like, the cops never believe yeah the male yeah. protagonist who's having this sort of gaslighting experience of the bad guys faking him out yeah. and stuff but this cop was like no okay all right we'll go with you we'll go out and dig in dirt for three hours mm-hmm. to to try and see if you're telling the truth or not yeah the i mean it, it at least that first scene plays out it's like there's no way yeah he's ever gonna convince these guys it's like okay okay you say you have evidence, we'll go out there, we'll do a due diligence, and then we'll throw you in the yeah. in the clink again. But uh, thankfully, there were birds. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they really go along with him, and he ends up in the, you know, Ministry of Defense or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like, I would... Yeah, Why would you have him present when you check out the, yeah. the invasion map? Like, seriously, because <laughs> now isn't he, like, a national security liability? Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. What kind of clearance does the dude who who um was in a mental hospital for murder, like... Yeah. Yeah. What kind of clearance does that give you? <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so... Um, before we get too far into it, I suppose we should do just like a little bit summary of the film in case anybody didn't watch it. By the way, guys, watch it. It's, uh, it's a fun movie. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. It was like, if you like Hitchcock thrillers, if you like, uh, noir, this is almost a perfect mashup. Yeah, this is, it's just clean and snappy and, uh, yeah, just fun. So the, uh, Ray Milan plays a guy who has just gotten out of the uh, mental hospital uh, because he, Mercy, killed his wife. And he wasn't, as they say, he wasn't insane when they put him in, but it was, like, part of the law that yeah, he like had he, to be it, There was no Dr. Kevorkian back then. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't mercy just, kill. Like, yeah. they, they have to do something. Yeah, so they, they put him in uh, the mental hospital for a little while, and he, he, had just, he has just gotten out, and he wanders into a county fair, and he... And all the old biddies are like, ooh, ooh a bachelor, ooh. And uh, he, <laughs> a fortune teller tells him to go uh, guess the weight of a cake, and he wins a cake. Uh, but as he's leaving, another guy arrives who was supposed to win the cake. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, this is my cake because uh, I put in an earlier guess that's also close. And so that even beats that. So uh, here's a shilling. Bye. I'm taking my cake because goddamn it, cake. 
Yeah. Cake. And so he, he goes off and he, he gets on a train and a, and a d- random blind, dude, a random dude who's blind, but not blind, uh, talks to him for a while. And then they, and then they decide the cake. cake, cake, cause cake and uh random dude, you know, crumples up the cake suspiciously and Rainbow Man goes, huh? And then bombing happens because this is the 1940s in Britain and guy runs off with the cake because, oh no, there's actually something hidden in the cake. And the other guy was actually a spy trying to get the cake. And so he runs off with the cake and... Uh, Raymond Lang you know, chases him. Raymond Lang chases and him and then guns, a bomb gets dropped and then a bomb. on guy. Yeah. There's no more cake. Well, there's no more dude. There's no more sure. dude <laughs> or cake. <laughs> and so Raymond Lang goes off to London and he winds up... This just sounds like crazy town. He like, just like yeah. randomly rhymes up at some drunk lawyer yeah, guy. He he winds up with a drunk lawyer guy. He uh, winds up at a seance and somebody dies at the seance. They blame it on him and he runs off. And but he, it's not in the papers. It's not in and the papers. Like, and then he starts investigating and things get weirder. He meets this uh, uh, brother and sister team <laughs> who have mysterious accents and they run a charity that supposedly gave him the cake and they go, oh no, there, there's something weird here. We'll help you out a little bit. And so he like, yeah. And it just twisty turny and it winds up at, you know, he lands on a yeah. spy ring and, and, uh, yep. It's crazy town. Yeah. And yeah. that is in most movie movies in the forties, people with accents automatically suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless it's a, a woman and sometimes it's just cause she's hot. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. but it's noir, which Automatically makes women suspects. <laughs> Indeed, and and you did have the woman who showed up in the glorious. Eva oh God, in his head, yeah! <laughs> Talk about LeMay. Oh, oh I, I presume it's gold. I don't oh. know what color it was, but it's like it's I don't white. care. I don't care. It's like and the hats, the Very hats, and the beautiful hats, lovely hats. Yeah, the, the the woman in the most dazzling Edith head dress oh. has to be the villainess or uh, Grace except Kelly. she doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they never they, they never really they never really closed how... that out with her, yeah. which That's I true. found was really kind of interesting considering it's Hayes Code. Like she never gets her comeuppance for being a spy. Yeah, yeah. Like most of the spies actually don't. So maybe she was just ancillary. I don't, I don't know. know. I can't I do tell. Like her character, that, that she's, she's pretty fantastic. She seems very very aloof and and very uh, casual about. Every everything that's going on around her. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's okay. You can take the bullets out if it makes you feel better. <laughs> right. Yeah. <there's>, oh. <laughs> everyone else around her is is kind of freaking out, uh, <laughs> and she's just kind of like, oh, I'm above it all, and you know, th- these mm-hmm. things are just happening, but they're not really happening to me. <laughs> See, really, that's the power of Edith head clothes. Yeah, yes. it just makes if you, you cool. if you look that good, cool. then whatever. yes, <laughs> makes you so cool. Well, and I think too, like she was supposedly like in a trance, and so when the shooting happened, like I figured that's why she wasn't reacting to that because mm-hmm. she supposedly was in this trance, saying all this stuff and brain. Although that, Blech. looking back on it, that's actually the biggest giveaway that. Uh, he was being set up. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. she is knew that, all about it. Is that she he... wasn't playing along mm-hmm. with the with the setup and and being worried about him as a murderer. Mm-hmm. And everyone else, uh, it, you know, in retrospect, they're not reacting to him being a murderer. They're reacting to him still being in town and them that that they might be found out. Right. Yeah. It's uh, a fascinating little setup. I love it. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although the. The strangest part of the entire movie, to me anyway, is why he would run out uh, into a bombing run to chase after the guy who With stole cake. his cake. Well, it was <laughs> fucking good cake, I imagine. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, he just came out of the, 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 the mental he institute. He hasn't had he, cake forever. Or rather, he has had cake, but it's been mental, Ooh, mental institution yeah, cake. Yeah, that's not good cake. That can't In- be good. Institution no. cake. No, institution cake is not good cake. Not this good was proper county well, fair cake. And I'm sorry, if a dude who you suddenly find out is not blind, like you think he's blind, and he's like doing weird stuff, and all of a sudden he's not blind anymore, and he's like running and stuff... Well, I would and, be interested in that cake. I mean, and, maybe yeah. that's like miracle cake. Yeah. And broke his cane over your over your back to knock you out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's essentially, it turns into cake. it turns into curiosity killed the cat. I mean, you <laughs> none of this stuff would have happened to him if he would just left it alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is the case of almost all Hitchcock movies. <laughs> 
I, as I was watching it, it's like, oh my god, this is so Hitchcock of this era. I know, and it's, it is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. But it's different. Yeah. It's very different still, because even though you've got a lot of the same uh, twists and turns kind of plot-wise, like directing-wise. Yeah, it's very different. It's very different, and I loved that. Yeah, it, it's got a lighter touch to it, mm-hmm. uh, which you wouldn't expect from Fritz Long, because the, the stuff he made in Germany is just really mm-hmm. kind of dense and heavy, and this is just frothy and light and fun. Yeah, well, and, and it moves, lot, too. Yeah. And it's yeah. much more lighthearted than... than uh, well, even then, the the previous movie that we had watched, but just the, even considering the content, you know, and maybe it's that that uh, many of the characters around him mm-hmm. know what's going on, yeah. Um, and so, really, only he is is the one who's really in suspense and having and having all these things happen to him. But it is what more lighthearted than I would have expected. Yeah, me too. And, and I mean, even looking back on his uh, uh, Fritz Lang's other. Uh, films noir like uh, the Big Heat, you know, Big Heat is much more heavy than yes. this because you know the, the lovely wife goes out into the car and you no longer have a lovely wife. <laughs> Was that the one where he half finished the beer? Yeah, like she had a beer. Yeah, she had half a beer. She had half a beer, so she had to die. She had to die in the car fire. But um, <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Sean's looking oh, at us like what? <laughs> No, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm implying it is. It, oh. it, no, no, it, it's it, not. She had to it's die not. for plot reasons, it's, but I was implying it was because women of the in refrigerators. That's yes. what happened in that one. But uh, so fantastic film noir. But uh, coming back to this one, it's just it's like yeah, light and frothy. Yeah, like, and I mean like uh, foreign correspondent. Yeah. Oh yes. Era, yes. 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 Thirty nineteen thirty six. But with less propaganda. Yeah, this is less propaganda at the end, but still, it's the, you know, now that the Americans have entered the war, <laughs> yeah. they, they're all fighting together, right? So Sure we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, interesting little movie. Um, I love Ray Moland. I love Ray Moland yes. and everything. He's, he's very nice. He's and lovely. And, and, and he looks so much like Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks in this. I found it really disturbing. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's like, Kyle MacLachlan is, is Ray Moland incarnate. We're also mentioning um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, you yeah, can certainly see good. that as well. Well, it's that it's that role. Yeah, because yeah. Jimmy Stewart did most of that kind of role mm-hmm. in um, Hitchcock stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like when I was watching Ray Moland, like run down a hall from the back, I'm like, he's not tall enough <laughs> because <laughs> I'm expecting Jimmy Stewart, who was yeah. much taller, or well, Cary Grant, or yeah. Cary Grant. Yeah, although Cary Grant wasn't as tall as Jimmy Stewart, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Well, he certainly wasn't as gangly. No. No, no that's because he knew how to move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funny that. Uh, yeah. But Raymond Land. Uh, He's goodness, Welsh. This was, he we was Welsh. He, yes, he is Welsh. Uh, also, if I remember right, he made The Lost Weekend with <gasps> yes. uh, Billy Wilder the year before this. That's what I know yeah. him from. I'm like, yeah. I know that name. I yeah. love the movie that I know him from. What is it? Lost Weekend, which is <laughs> oh, that's dark, an amazing dark movie. movie, but so good, <sighs> so it's so great. Uh, Ray Milan could just just nom, act. Nom. He could yeah. just chew scenery like oh, nobody else. So good. It's funny that 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 he had done something with uh, Billy Wilder because I I had even mentioned yeah. that that the one character, uh, his uh, private investigator that he that he mm-hmm. hires. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the characteristics of Uncle Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> um, and so it, uh, it actually reminded me a little bit of that. In, in yeah, just, the, a, just for a moment. Or um, actually, what the the set design reminded me of was Sunset Boulevard because if I remember it, the art director that worked on this movie also did Sunset Boulevard and Double Indemnity. Mm. So a lot of the the look, I mean. A lot of these people all work together, so you get art directors mm-hmm. and, and you know, of course, Edith Head yeah. wandering around from film to film. And so a lot of the look tends to follow from director to director in some in some ways. So Hans Dreyer, yes. Hans Dreyer, yeah. Yep. He did Dumbledore Nebony and Sunset Palmer. Da, you are correct. Da, da. Da, da, so there, there's da, da, our... Da, da. <laughs> Sorry. So there's our Billy Wilder. and But also it, it has that lighter touch like Wilder had. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. Like the um, the lighting. The lighting when is... He's, oh. you, like during the seance, mm-hmm. I was just like, 
Oh. And another artifact we have to find. Yes. The <laughs> lighting up dragon, dragon, yes, dragon crystal with, ball. With a, yeah. yeah. That was gorgeous. <laughs> that that was really awesome. And of course, I've been playing too much Pokemon Go because I, I was like, I it's a glowing ball. The, the dragon, what team is the dragon on? Uh, he's going <laughs> to so catch a seance lady. Did, did you guys recognize who uh, the Nazi psychologist guy inside the oh. department? is i just uh, looked him up uh, he he played um what's his name alan napier it's alan napier oh no that's uh that's alfred yes that's alfred, that's alfred. Uh. <laughs> from, i'm like from i know him i know him <laughs> that's right that's right Alan Napier. Yeah, he he uh, definitely showed up in a bunch of stuff around this time. Oh, yes. Before he got picked up by Batman. (laughs) Batman. Uh, Let's see, who else did I Batman! (laughs) Yeah, I just really, really enjoyed this movie. And uh, I, I didn't look up a whole lot of trivia about it ahead of time because I wanted to go in as cold as possible and... I have IMDb up. Thoroughly happy with my choice because it was just so much fun watching this unfold. Yeah, it was... It really does... When I think of film noir, this is what I think of. Yeah. And I was even saying that, that, uh, you know, it's got kind of some of the the tropes that I was hoping for. uh, Because you you have to do fedoras. Fedoras. Yeah. a uh, lady in a in a pencil skirt, mm-hmm. uh, lurking in shadows. There were plenty of shots of, of lurking in shadows and looking out from windows and things like that. So yeah, it it really feels kind of spot on for for what you would think of. Yeah, really. And uh, goodness, how great was the the scene where uh, she shoots the brother through the door? Yeah, because it's darkness. the mm-hmm. The door opens, door closes, then you hear the shot and you see the, the hole in the door. Single hole, ooh, and and she got him. Yeah, that was very satisfying to me. <laughs> it, he and the guy that died twice are the only people. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Spoilers. Um, if they've gotten this far in, the spoilers <laughs> abound. Um, but the guy that died twice and him are the only two that actually we see die for well except for the guy who had a drop bomb dropped on his head well yeah but he oh yeah <laughs> but we didn't know he was a spy yet and all those guys that got shot <laughs> so, i'm trying to see how much haze code applies you know mm, yeah because like you have to assume that seance lady was a spy mm-hmm. she was also sexually promiscuous saying like I haven't gotten very far tonight either and putting her hand on his leg. You know, um, so those are two strikes against her haze code wise. So like, are we pre-haze code? Well, maybe it's like the... Or is it like... Oh, no, no, no. Because this it's is... wartime, we kind of get a pass? Ah, you know... Or because they're British, we get a pass? <laughs> I really don't know on that one. My, my guess is it's kind of like the Lost Boys. If you kill the head vampire, take oh. care of the rest of them. <laughs> so you can, oh, so because so he killed the head Nazi, <laughs> all the other Nazis are abolished of <laughs> the, their wrongdoing. The head Nazi dies. He has died for all your sins. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All you Nazis are absolved. (laughs) Oh dear. That's wow. There's a concept in there somewhere. I need to write that as a script. (laughs) It's wow. That explains why they wanted the uh, the power. The Nazi wanted the supernatural power stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. There there's a fringe festival play in here somewhere. I, I there always really, is. There always is. There always is. There's a fringe world. festival. Yes, it's called play. cake. Yes. <laughs> yes. And call it cake. Entirely about don't run after the cake. <laughs> don't run or, after the cake. And the only lines are cake. <laughs> cake. 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 Cake, baby. How cake. much does the cake weigh? <laughs> what does the fox say? How much does the cake weigh? <laughs> I was really amused when I looked at the uh, IMDb trivia page because there's like a feud going on in the trivia page <laughs> for the 
this movie. Somebody, somebody yeah, because in the in the past the spoiler section, somebody goes, even though it's in England, the weight of the cake is given in ounces. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. The, and then somebody else put in another a comment. It's like, no, this was 1944 England. It would have been in ounces. <laughs> they yeah. weren't on the metric system yet. There's a little bit of back and forth. There's, all right, guys. Seriously, this is not comment section. <laughs> this is trivia. This is except important. it is for them. It is. It is. It's very serious. Obviously, very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the cake was? Strawberry, lemon cream. Oh, I don't know. I, I was reading mm. red. I was reading red as per, part of the frosting. Oh, really? Okay, so maybe. Well, I think I think you know it's a black and white movie, so it's, it's hard to say. I was more wondering how long it had been sitting out for that whole fair. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, well, maybe it was just an evening fair. Well, you know, they're making they're 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 having to use you know wartime rations to make all our food. Yeah. So you know, well, there was a big deal made about the eggs. Yes, with real eggs. Mm-hmm. As as opposed to powdered. Well, the, they had powdered eggs back then. Well, they did, but. I mean, there there are waxy egg substitute things that oh can yeah they're not as good yeah. So my point being, I guess maybe the cake wasn't all that good. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed pretty happy with the cake. He ran out into the bombing. He, he ran out into a bombing raid <laughs> to Dude, get that. He cake. just spent how many years in a mental institution? I don't care whether oh, yeah. you're sane when you go in. When you come out, <laughs> you're going to see a cake you're and you're going to have that cake. The have cake different... was his only friend. <laughs> yeah. And he won that cake twice. And then yeah. the dude smushed it. Oh, yeah. Blind and... man smushed my cake. <laughs> he wasn't even blind. <laughs> oh, how, gru- how like implied gruesome is that scene where they're searching the, the bomb crater? <laughs> <Yeah, that's a laughs> The dude comes over. Oh, here's a foot. You can see part of the skin on the top of the boots. <laughs> well, that's gruesome. <laughs> they just throw it in a picnic basket. I love that there's this covered picnic basket filled with put it, put it those in there. parts. Put it in there with the rest. <laughs> yeah, just chuck it in there. Is it cake or human? Yeah, just throw it together. It's funny. Oh, Don't they have a line saying something like, well, that was scattered everywhere, or something like that. Yeah, like, like the, he was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and why? Why was he searching with the police? Yeah, well, like what? Or, I mean, if he was there, they would not let him search with them no, because he well, could just plant I things. Know, they, he, they even make that they point because he finds that. part of the, the gun. gun that he's like look see the gun broke I'm showing you this was here and the dude's like well yeah but you found it and they still, and they let, still him, let him search and they let him climb on stuff and they and let like, him into the state department into the war room <laughs> <laughs> and they let him see the plans they're, of like their, their next mission stuff <laughs> If the British are this trusting, I'm all, almost feel bad for them getting bombed by Germany. Like, what did you expect, dudes? I was hoping for Kingsmen when they went to the tailor shop. Yeah, well, Although, we, we haven't got those those scissors. Yes. Oh, I want those scissors. I was just going to say that. that it, oh, the yeah, scissors are dialing, dialing the phone with, with the, the scissors. scissors. Oh, and then, like, awesome. Kind of, sh- and then they're like half open and he's kind of like playing with them yeah, and yeah. pointing at people. And I'm like, oh. And it's that great low shot. Yeah. Like set on edge, so to speak. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, he's just kind of a creepy looking guy anyway. Well, you know, yeah. This really, like... I like that actor. T- you know, tall, thin uh, looking guy. And, and um, you know, he plays creepy pretty well. Yeah. yeah. he's He was... Um, I like that actor. And I've seen him elsewhere. Hold on. I'm I want to say, we're, we're taking a look. We're taking a look. By the way, Hillary... Brooke, the lady in the dress, like the dress, I like her too. She, she was a well-written character, but I like her. The ta- oh, Dandria. Is that the guy? Dandria, yeah. Yeah, Dandria. He was in a bunch of westerns, and it said that he usually played a bad dude. Oh, he's in Winchester 73, that which is something we're totally going to watch for this podcast. Sweet! And uh, also Scarlet Street, which Fritz Lang also directed. Mm. I mean, his character in this... He was uh, in the flight looks, of the Phoenix. Looks a little bit like, yeah. um, uh, like he could be out of the movie American Psycho or something. Yes, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's like a little you know, too really, well dressed. Yeah, a little just too, yeah, a little too perfect. 
that something you know something's a little off. Yeah, he knows what the the paper is in his business card. <laughs> yeah, and and you know don't like guys like that that show up to your random fair to guess on a cake. Yeah, he just he, steps out of the car. To yeah, get and it's the cake. like a it's like a limo too, and he's yeah. got his tails and hat. Top hat on, and yeah. I'm like, "What? You do not belong in Podunkville, <laughs> wherever we are, England. You, you do not deserve our cake." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was also half expecting the uh, fortune teller lady to tell Bray Milan that he was going to turn into a werewolf, <laughs> <laughs> which is a totally different movie in my head, but it's still one I want to watch. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I have a question. Yeah. I know Marjorie Reynolds is not a bad actress. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that accent? <laughs> it really was kind of all over the place. Like, so was so was her uh, brother's. Yeah, too. well, his was at least more consistently non-American. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, he even had... if it wasn't the same country, he was at least not in California. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he... Uh, <laughs> Was wow. <laughs> sometimes a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was some. Um, I mean, liberties she, taken. She was a she was Peg Riley in the life of Riley. So I mean, like, she's got that hometown, like. Yeah, she's got that that the blonde, leave it, it to Beaver kind of. Yeah, she look. was in uh, Holiday Inn, yep. and uh, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> That, oh, that movie the has some problems. <laughs> there were so many problems with Holiday Inn. <laughs> oh, sigh. Anyways, but yeah, so like, kids, yeah, yeah, foreign accents. <laughs> but, I, I you mean, can't I figure... say Austrian. You can't. Say, it's a foreign accent. <laughs> and and how do you get it wrong when your director is Fritz Lang? Yeah, but um, you know. It's like, Maybe I need reference for this accent. Oh, Mr. Director, please talk to me for oh, a Oh, but minutes. he's a male. You can't, you can't, male voices are different than female uh, voices, especially in the 40s. Gosh. And, and, and I do, do imagine. <laughs> well, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they don't want them to do really actually good German accents <laughs> because if they did actually good German accents that everybody would know it was them right away <laughs> mm. but they're supposed to be from Austria I mean right you know. but Americans are dumb <laughs> true like, true well and Amer- Americans generally don't have the ear for European accents that Europeans necessarily do no I so. mean we were putting there was so much like ugh. Just anti-Americanism, anti-white peopleism mm-hmm. at the end of, or during the war. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that they didn't know or care what the accent sounded like. Yeah. I don't know if that was uh, as much of a priority then as it is now. Yeah, true. That we're, we're much more worldly now because of how much media we have access yeah, true. to. Yeah, true. So I don't know if that was necessarily a, a, you know, a big thing for them. I mean, if you live in New York City, you know, you probably have an ear for accents, but the majority of America probably weren't getting actual movies from Germany to watch or right. from France or from, you know, and if they, anywhere other And if than they were, by the xenophobia, xenophobic propaganda that had been placed in America, mm-hmm. you know, you're automatically suspect. Right. Like, I mean, it wasn't HUAC yet, but... Yeah. I mean, we were in in um, interning Japanese-born Americans. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we were interning, like people couldn't call stuff cabbage because cabbage was German, so it was like or col was it coleslaw? I don't know. There was a thing we had to call Liberty yeah. Cabbage sauerkraut. That's it. Sauerkraut. You couldn't call it sauerkraut. Liberty cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> it was li- because when the whole freedom fry oh, thing I know, I know, went I know. on, I'm like, oh, oh my god, really? Oh, are we back to this? Why? Why? This is the sound of me rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, history does love repeating itself. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, and I also found it interesting that uh, it was depicting the bombing raids when they'd been over for a couple years by then. Yeah. Because, I mean, as, as you said, you were presuming that the movie was set prior to... Right. 
And I think part of that would have had to be because the war was still going on. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to, you don't want to talk about it, especially because they're going to have the war room scene and they're going to talk about what they're, uh, what the spies are trying to, to, to smuggle out. Like you don't want that to be current. Right. So it. And also if, if the whole point of the movie is to have Nazi spies, you know, smuggling out secrets, you want to have it take place at a point one that actually would have been more useful for the right. Nazis. Yeah. By, by the time that the movie actually was made and came out, the Nazis were definitely in decline and only had about a year left, yeah. really, of, of yeah. being uh, in Not power. Not that people weren't still dying, but right. yeah, yeah the, the secrets such as the ones in the portrayed in the film would not have been as useful. Yeah, yeah. And, and London was not under constant blitz. Right. So, yeah, 1942, the Blitz ended in about 1942, and then this was 1944. So I imagine, you know, probably by the the start of the movie, start of filming, the Blitz may have still been going on. The other thing is it was adapted from a novel by Graham Greene, who wrote The Power and the Glory and a few other things, and, uh, you know, several other movies based on his work. But um, I presume the novel probably had the whole start with the Blitz and the... Uh, character getting yeah. bombed because and... that would have been more of like a a current event kind of novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. No, now that I'm thinking it out. <laughs> so, is it? Do you think it's just my retrospective on the whole war that made me see the book about Nazi, um, the Nazi psychology yeah. that was that the bad guy supposedly wrote, and yeah. automatically go, oh well. He's a Nazi sympathizer, at least, if not an actual spy. I well, think I, I think that's, that's just part of it. I think that's just. I think that's probably in large part to how that scene was filmed, because it it's as Ray Moland is walking through the shop, you suddenly see just a row of swastikas. Yep, and and it it just kind of jolts you. Yeah, so I think it's that the fact that that book is presented that way. That you see the swastikas first, first and yeah. then he goes, oh, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, it's just weird because like it, I'm, it leads you into that belief. It's like, oh, that is kind of, he, he's kind of mm, Nazi. Yeah, except <laughs> like, but I'm trying to figure out like, if I was living then, yeah. would I have seen it that way? Because yeah. part of what you do when you're fighting war is you put out stuff about the psychology of your enemies like right. it's a thing right right and so he could be writing that as like this is why the nazis are bad and this is why they're doing stuff so the book could be totally like anti-nazi yeah but it, it's just weird for me to think is that a clue to me because i know you know what well, I, think, I how it ended or is it like i think anyways, that they're, yeah. they're, that um being from our era and having had so many years, just decades and decades of having the Nazis be the perfect bad bad guy, uh, because essentially no one cares about them in our age. Yeah, you know, no one's going to get upset if you make them the bad guy. So every everybody makes them the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's part of it. But I think there's another part that these days there's not as much room for nuance. Right. And so if you write a book about the psychology of someone bad then it automatically can get seen as either uh, glorifying them or sympathizing with them or things mm-hmm. like that. And so I don't, um, yeah. I think that's part of it as well. Could be. Also, there. this struck me, this is a movie that came out before the war was over. We didn't know about the death camps yet. Oh. We didn't know... Uh, about a lot or, of things. Or that, if we had any any clue, we certainly didn't know the scale. Yeah, we had... How could we? There yeah. there was no way to wrap your brain around that at that time. And, uh, uh, and of course, we didn't know how it all was going to pan out either. So it's, it's interesting watching it through that lens because you kind of have to keep that in mind because there's this kind of lightheartedness to the movie and... I think I think the movies that center around Nazis that came out like uh, after the war ended, the tone has a very yeah. different flavor. Yeah, it it and it's this 
I think this movie is leaning towards that partly because it's nearing the end of the war. Yeah. People can see that as an actual outcome. Yeah. Whereas opposed, we were talking about um, yeah. the, the foreign correspondent before. You couldn't see that the Allies were going to win that. Yeah, when that came out, right? And so, they, and this actually oh, takes a yeah, fairly... yeah. Foreign correspondent was before America entered the war. Yeah, and the the final scene is literally a the the main by war beyond. It was it wasn't even that. It was please help. Yeah, <laughs> please help. Please please enter the war and because we're dying over here. Yeah. Yeah, this so, actually has a a fairly light hearted look at war. I mean, yeah. considering that that. Uh, you know, they have bombings going on and they, they go into an air raid shelter for mm-hmm. a while. They go, you know, into the London Underground. Uh, but there's really no negative effects of the bombing or the yeah. war except for the one, you know, blind, not blind guy who, who yeah. <laughs> bombed yeah. uh, really <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> um, but um, other than that, you don't really see any other uh, effects uh you, know, you don't see shortages yeah. of food. You I don't wonder, see. Whereas, um, whereas you look at something like Hitchcock's Notorious, oh, which came out yeah. in 1946, two years after this, you you say the word Nazi, and you know the the um, it's very dark. It, mm-hmm. The all the implications are very very dark about uh, the. Uh, the the guys who are trying to kill Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> I I wonder if part of it is that it's an American look at the war. Yeah. I mean, because the British, I think, a British uh, film studio putting this out might have a, might take those air raid mm, yeah. places a little True. more seriously. Whereas True. Hollywood, yeah. especially because America went in being like, okay, we're going to come save everybody else. And we're the good guys, and you know we can't do anything wrong. And mm-hmm. here we come. Or, or even, uh, well, if you look at a movie called, uh, there's a movie called Mrs. Miniver. Yes, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, 1942. Yep. Which was made pretty much mm-hmm. just as the air raids were were yep. fading out. But that is a very that's British centric yes. look at. And it's very different. Yeah, very different. And 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 Hollywood tends to do that in general. Mm-hmm. Like it it likes to kind of lighten stuff unless it's making a point mm-hmm. about the dark stuff, which yeah, is interesting. Not, though. And it's really more of a backdrop, although you know yeah. it doesn't deal with with Nazi spies. But um, the war itself is backdrop to what's going on with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if if it had been you know made in like. 48 or 49 closer to like the Manhattan Project yeah, or whatever or after that it become public it would have been more like um, the one we watched with the beach and the house of fire um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember names of movies kiss me deadly yes that one kiss me deadly Where the secrets yes. that they would have been the the yeah. bad guys, the spies would have been hoarding would not have been, you know, British attack plans or British defense plans. They would have been nuclear secrets. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we make the comment in that episode about how, you know, communism is kind of like just the ex-bad guy. You can call it communism. You can call it terrorism. Yeah. You can call it the Russians. You can call it... It's the enemy bucket. Yeah, it's the enemy of... of yeah. Yeah, whoever the... Who, Whoever is in the doghouse with the United States at that yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, I think it can, this movie could be kind of trans, transported mm-hmm. through different eras that way in, in a very similar vein. But making it the backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. Edith Head, I love you. <laughs> oh, Edith Head. Oh. More Edith Head. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Seriously, seriously, guys, hey. the, uh, dear listeners, that dress walked on screen, and all of us went, "Whoa!" <laughs> so, 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 Melissa, yes, is there any noirs that have fashion shows in them, like the crazy musicals or like the Technicolor rom coms? Because, mm. because <laughs> I kind of want to watch one. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to 
do my research. They're, I think I think they're probably they're, are a couple. They're that not make very noir esque. Usually, <laughs> the movies that have these fashion shows. I mean, so. I mean, the close the closest you're going to get is probably just about anything by Alfred Hitchcock in this. You yeah, know, because he does he, like his clothes. He loved just throwing Edith head at everything. It's, well, well I mean, why not? We have Grace Kelly. Please put her in a lovely dress. Well, or yeah, simple. he liked he liked making <laughs> women look good. There's hills in that they're gold. There's hills in that they're gold. <laughs> 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 Literal Hitchcock quote <laughs> about Grace Kelly in, in an Edith headdress, in which an was Edith gorgeous. Headdress in To Catch a Thief, <laughs> that that amazing, oh my god, yards and yards and yards Whoa. of lame thing that did with the yeah. that thing and the decolletage and the yeah, oh. dear lord, <laughs> cake, cake, cake. <laughs> I want a cake dress made by Edith Head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet there is one. They did so Probably. many of those crazy dresses. Like, mm. you, you find one of the themed... I'm sorry. Tangent. My bad. <laughs> Reeling it back in. Reeling it back in. You know, Edith Head is still on topic. It's fine. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> so is Kate. <laughs> and she did know women's suits. In that oh, area, hell like, yes. Just the nice tailored lady suits. Oh, I liked Sean's comment. He was like, I came... To watch noir, looking for three things. Yeah, <laughs> looking for what was it? The, the pencil you dress, say, the fedoras, yeah, the, pen- the pencil yeah. skirt, fedoras, and and lurking in shadows. And uh, I don't know if we got a true pencil pencil skirt, but we certainly got plenty of the the women's suits. Yes. I think that um, last. I think her last dress. She was wearing one that was very a line cut. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's officially a pencil skirt though. I it was very trim. It was I think very. It was. It was I I called it one. Yeah. But she was, uh, we did get a couple different female characters who were very film noir. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I you, really. You really didn't oh, know if did you could trust that. them or and not. And they. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and, and, and they're both, and there are both possible love interests and so on. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Glinda the Good Witch in the West. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Glinda the Good Witch is in this. Yeah. Oh, her cheeks boned. Yes. Go on forever. Oh, you want to buy cake, do you? <laughs> How good for you. Like, I didn't, I wasn't sure it was her. I recognized the voice immediately. But until she said the word good, yeah. I was like, okay, that's you. That's so you. Is this a good cake or a bad cake? <laughs> the cake is a lie. Cake was mailed with real eggs. <laughs> well, this would have been what ten years after or so. When, when did uh, 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 Wizard of Oz? Nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah, thirty-nine. 39. So oh, five, five years. years five years. Yep. Five years. She was not a blonde any longer. Yes, <laughs> or a redheadish strawberry blonde. <laughs> we should just have a film festival well, where we just color, seek so. out all of her films. <laughs> Why do Lillian Gish first? Oh my goodness, that'd take years. <laughs> And? and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Lillian Gish! It's Lillian Gish, why not? Why Sorry. Not? <laughs> yeah. Start with D.W. Griffith and end with Wales of August. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are not enough hours in the day <laughs> Yeah, for all the movies I need or to watch. Or possibly years in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> years in life to make all of the podcasts <laughs> that you need to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real education, Lillian Gish. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, real education, Christopher Lee. Ooh, that'd be good, too. A, that would they, be multiple lifetimes right there. Yeah, yeah. Because we'd also have to review his metal albums. That'd be yeah! Great. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're going far afield <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. So, do we have final thoughts? <sighs> final thoughts, anyone? Um, cake! Cake? It was fun. It was, yeah. uh, you know, the very classic noir, as I said, and, and uh, hilarious wrap-up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great punchline. <laughs> that's a... That's a that's a line that was like destined for Cary Grant to say yes! that 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 affront. I, you know, I wonder the way studios do things. If this wasn't originally marked for Hitchcock, I uh, maybe because I feel yeah. a lot or, or had a similar script well, doctor this, or this came this came out from who did the script on this? Well, this was 
uh, I can't remember which way it went. This was either Paramount or Universal, and the other studio bought this along with like eight hundred other. I think movies it's Universal. Paramount. Or, yeah, because um, so wait, wait, one of over seven hundred Paramount Productions filmed between nineteen twenty nine and. 1949, yeah. which were sold to MCA Universal in 1958 for television distribution and have been owned and controlled by Universal ever since. Yeah, so Paramount... I'm so bad at following yeah. who did what for which Well, because like, the, the credited screenplay is by Seton I. Miller. Yeah. And he... Let me see if he did any... But you... It, a lot of times when those scripts were picked up, it was they were picked up by the studio and then shopped around to the whoever they had on director uh, contracts at the time. Yeah, but I mean, some of the lines and some of the ways the oh yeah, it, it just floats. I mean, it, I mean, it could be that this script was totally written. It's like I imagine Hitchcock doing this, and they didn't get Hitchcock; they just got Fritz Lang. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or it could it, be just Fritz Lang borrowing from the Hitchcock playbook, or vice versa. Because yeah, Hitchcock point, definitely point. was borrowing from Fritz Lang in his yes, early years. Yes, he was. So, yeah. They're Great movie. Big, one big happy family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Any Anything else, guys? Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Once again, don't chase the cake. Don't chase the cake. If you, if you value your life, don't chase the cake. Cake! <laughs> thank you Fess thank you sweet husband so uh, <laughs> so dear listeners please join us next time in a couple-ish weeks when we post our episode about Rancho Notorious which is a post-noir western yes as directed by Fritz ah, I sounds like wait. a Robert Rodriguez movie yeah, it kind of does. And this is another one I have not seen just because it's a little hard to get hold of. I'm very excited to see this thing because I hear it's nuts. So so please uh, do a little bit of homework and seek that one out. Uh, we'll try and give you some hints of where to find it. And in the meantime, I've been Melissa and I've been joined by... Tanya! And by... Sean! Yay! And thank you for joining us. See you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye! Bye! So long. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.